All right, welcome to the OVNI interviews. I'm your host, Eric Bork. Here on the OVNI interviews, we interview people doing the work they want and the lifestyle they love. And we focus on practical revenue streams. Um, recently, we've decided to interview actual agency owners. I know a lot of people get hit with these ads on greater agency. This is how you do it. Well, we're going to interview people who are not saying, let me tell you how to do it, but are willing to tell us how they did it. Uh, before we jump in, anybody looking to charge for their creative services and know how to how to get a monthly retainer, we have we offer an SMDA, a social media digital agency program. We also are offering a review software solution for anybody that wants to increase their revenue. Um, you can always email me, Eric at ovniintelligence.com. And with that said, let's jump in here. We have a guest we're excited to have on and has a local agency. Well, I can't call it local because it's national. Would that be correct, Amir? Uh, more so, more so, yeah. Uh, okay. pre predominantly predominantly local, but uh, awesome. some national clients in the, in the mix. And he has on average between 50 and 60 clients at a time. So Amir Jafari from Five Spot Digital Marketing um, is joining us today. And Amir, thanks for being with us. And we're excited to hear how you have built your agency. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Well, um, my name is Amir. My company is called Five Spot. We are uh, kind of your, your archetypical full service boutique, all in one digital marketing agency. Um, we work with any types of businesses um, within all uh, kind of different types of niches. Uh, doesn't matter the size. Um, so we do have a handful of lawyers, plumbers, uh, auto dealers, real estate, um, clients in the restaurant industry, clients in mental health, um, and all other types of local businesses and brick and mortar as well. Okay. Uh, and what's your background as far as your skill set? So I've been studying and, and, and learning SEO um, on an adaptive basis since uh, about 2008. And um, how I started was um, I was hired as an internet manager at my, my old man's local car dealership, uh, which was in the Valley at the time. Um, to kind of oversee their internet operations at the time, and this was this was kind of leading into 2008. Um, at the time, um, it's still prevalent to this day, and I can talk about that for hours. But um, at the time, the dealership was investing close to I want to say twenty twenty five thousand dollars a month on Christian Spanish AM radio um, as their primary source of getting clients, and this was around the time when. Third-party sites like AutoTrader, Cars.com, uh, Craigslist were kind of opening their doors um, to the digital world um, in order to allow these uh, brick-and-mortar, independent mom-and-pop lots to start selling their cars online. Um, but at that time, they were relying on just AM radio, um, and they did have uh, some presence on these third-party sites. But um, before that, I was doing uh, I was doing software development for a landscaping and paving software company that wasn't Agora Hills at the time. Um, yeah. called depiction software. So I kind of had some, uh, I want to say basic knowledge of SEO conceptually, um, but I never really engaged in learning or applying it um, up until I started working for the dealership. Um, okay. I picked up this book called the SEO Bible. Um, it's one of those thick, thick, thick yep. books, kind of dives into um, all the engineering aspects of search engine optimization, how search engines do read uh, your website, your content, your links, and so on and so forth. Um, I read the entire thing from front to back, and uh, I want to say in less than a year, we were um, ranking for not just our local area, but for um, all the other cities in the entire San Fernando Valley. So at the time, the dealership was in Canoga Park, which is kind of 
West Valley, near Woodland Hills, Calabasas area. Yep. Um, but we were able to kind of manipulate the search engines into um, somebody's looking for a used BMW and say Arlita, which is about 15 miles away. Um, our old dealership auto Excel would show up on the first page. And of course this was, uh, you know, during the time when you can be a hundred miles away and still rank for that area. Um, the scope of SEO has changed significantly. Um, but we were, we were able to do that at, at one point and, um, we found a, a great website vendor that uh, allowed us to create pages on the fly and modify pages as we wanted. Because um, again, around that time, a lot of these um, automotive vendors had these cookie cutter templated, you know, $99 a month websites where there was no ability to dive into code, um, make any type of search modifications. Um, they were just kind of just straight here. Here it is. You can change the colors. Um, but as far as uh, look and feel, that's kind of it. Um, so we partnered with a company called TK Car Sites um, to kind of build this uh, uh, franchise style website for this small used car dealership. Because um, again, at the same time, we were driving people to the website via search, but we also needed to make sure that we separated ourselves from all of the other uh, mom and pop lots. And that kind of started with uh, enhancing your brand uh, visually through a different website. Um, so that's kind of what we did, um, you know, Considering most used car dealerships were still focusing on the traditional advertising methods of paper and radio, um, we were solely uh, diving into digital um, while the other used car lots worked. The new car. And, and this was worked. what year? This was like 2008. This was 2000. This was this was going into 2008. So this was late 2007, okay. 2008. Um, and at that and, point, yeah. was it was it strictly SEO and websites? Well, it was strictly, so it was SEO websites. Um, and then um, I met uh, one of my mentors that was in the car business as a consultant by the name of Brian Pash and his company's PCG Digital. Um, he kind of revolutionized um, digital marketing for the automotive industry as a whole um, by making sure that all these dealerships, independent, uh, franchise, um, had some sort of budget allocated towards search because that was going to be the next big thing. And around that time, Google was still dabbling uh, in potentially having uh, cars being displayed on their website, kind of like in like a little shopping tab. Yep. Um, so he was kind of the, he was kind of quick to ring the bell and sound the alarm on having to adapt a digital strategy ASAP. Um, you know, you don't want to be the last man out. Um, but then, you know, um, I, I was taught Google AdWords by this guy. Um, I was taught social media by this guy. Okay. Um, this were the days of, um, uh, do you remember ping.fm back in the day? I don't know. Okay, so ping.fm used to be, um, I mean, nowadays you have these premium sites like Hootsuite and Sprout Social, but ping.fm mm -hmm. at one time was the place to link all of your social uh, profiles, web 20s and, and okay. whatnot, um, and kind of syndicate content throughout there. And this was during the time when WordPress blogs were um, indexing links. This was at the time when, when social media was, uh, was indexing links and following links. Um, so it was a great SEO opportunity. Um, okay. But like I said, these are just the minuscule things. But uh, long story short, we ended up killing it with internet. Um, ended up uh, kind of forcing the dealership to uh, remove practically most of their traditional paper and radio advertising and invest more into digital. Um, okay. So that's when we got into Google AdWords. That's when we got into um, premium features on certain third-party sites. That's when we uh, um, uh, invested in automation and live chats and so on and so forth. So. Okay, um, and at this point, you have you to, have uh, to those uh, high end standards as franchise dealers would. Okay, and at this point, you have one or two clients, correct? No. So, <laughs> how did you acquire new clients? 
with, with five spot you're talking about was it called five spot at this point in 2008? Yeah, so, so long story short, um, I ran the dealership till about 2012. Uh, my old man passed away. Um, and this was a humongous dealership that uh, we had to take on for legal purposes. Um, continue running the place. Um, ended up getting sick of it. We sold the dealership, sold all the assets in 2013. And the skills and the knowledge that I learned, I figured, hey, you know, I can... I could start up my own agency and essentially sell this to uh, you know hundreds of different automotive dealers. Yeah. Um, so then I started Five Spot um, out of my house. I took some time off after um, running the most stressful type of business you can be in. Um, yeah. Then I launched Five Spot, and ever since then, it's it's kind of gradually grown uphill on a hybrid level, um, and uh, that's pretty much where we are today. Um, we okay. started out with. We, the, when, I, when I first started Five Spot, I was mainly uh, trying to close auto dealerships because those were the people that were already in my existing network. Um, they knew about Auto Excel. They knew about they knew about me. They knew about Amir Jafari. They knew about this uh, digital marketing guy. So, okay. um, in a way, I, me personally, I was in demand for all these other dealerships um, gotcha. after we had closed down our dealership. And, um, and you would you would you would just you already kind of, they were in your network. You would approach them, set up a meeting show them what you did. They kind of already knew they had trust because you were in the network. So in automotive, it sounds like your niche there was what kind of got you started. Uh, is that correct? Absolutely. It's what, okay. what got the, uh, it's what got the first clients and what's got the, uh, the bills to be paid in the beginning since uh, I wasn't employed by an actual company. Um, and then it just kind of went all uphill from there. And how did you venture out of just having automotive clients? So I ended up getting tired of pitching to automotive clients, actually. Why is that? Um, specifically used car dealers. Again, because there are so many vendors out there that offer, um, you know, they, they say they offer essentially the same services like SEO, basic SEO, $99 a month. Websites, $99 a month. Yeah. Um, it was very hard to um, get an independent dealer to justify spending a little bit more on something more quality and more first party. Yeah. Um, and more geared towards converting um, into that appointment. Um, you know, there were, there was, uh, there's, you know, there's four or five KPIs, four or five call to actions that fall into KPIs that you want to look into in automotive. And that's obviously phone calls, general website inquiries, um, people that submit credit applications, um, people that submitted inquiries through your live chat module, or if you have something like that, um, and then your third party leads. Um, so it was really important to kind of tap into, you know, all of those, but, um, this was, you know, this was post, uh, post housing market crash and the, and the automotive sector was just beginning to rebound, uh, kind of within the, uh, early 2010. So, um, so it was understandable that a lot of these dealers didn't really have the budget to, uh, engage in something like this. And what type of base did that give you with the automotive niche? Were, are we talking like you were making like 30 grand a year? Were you making a lot of money? And you don't have to say the exact number if you don't want, but so, what kind of base? So so the first year, uh, well, technically I was incorporated in 2014. Um, so 2014 uh, had about five, six clients at a time. Um, four of them were automotive. Two of them were uh, some local businesses in, in Westlake Village, uh, close to where I lived. Okay. Um, and referred us to other businesses and whatnot. But the first year at Five Spot, I only did 60K. Okay. Um, the second year, um, it kind of grew to where um, I was going out there, I was going to networking groups, was introducing myself, but I really didn't have, uh, I really didn't have that oomph, you know what I mean? I really didn't yep. have that legitimization compared to a lot of these other large agencies that were already out there and established. Yeah. Um, so basically what I did was I worked off of referrals. And this is one of the things where in the digital marketing world, 
um, especially in the SEO world, um, all the mentors, all the big players, they always tell you, you know, niche it down, niche it down, niche it down, because you're going to suffer um, if, if you don't. Yeah. My motto is why niche it down when you can have a potential referral for someone else that can pay you a lot more money when the processes in terms of SEO, social media, advertising are essentially the same, just kind of tailored to that industry. Um, you know, an auto dealership refers to a repair shop, a repair shop refers to a lawyer, uh, a lawyer refers to a plumber, a plumber refers to a real estate agency. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how we were continuing to grow was kind of not really an acquisition, an automated acquisition strategy. It was more so me personal, personally visiting people, um, but also our existing clients that were referring us business. So we went from 60K in 2014 to 190K in 2015. Nice. Okay. Um, and then it just continued to grow. And um, at what point did you decide to get an office? Oh, so funny story. So one of our clients is um, this barbecue restaurant uh, down in Agora Hills called Tavern. And when we first started with them, uh, we were working on developing a brand new website for them. Um, the previous vendor had something built in like Wix or some, you know, some, some very lower end uh, CMS. Um, we had to convey the menu. We had to convey reservations, catering, all that stuff. So we were designing a new website for them. And um, I had one of their partners call me and said, hey, uh, we want to discuss changes uh, before you launch this website. Text me the address to your office and uh, we'll be there next Friday. And at that point, I kind of went, oh, shit. You know, yeah. um, don't want them to come to my house with my, with my dog and, uh, you know, <laughs> big, yeah. big TV and, and all that. And, um, so I just kind of went out to LoopNet, uh, wanted to find some place that was very local. But, you know, as you know, in Ventura County, Cano Valley, Price per square foot is, is just abysmal out here. Yep. Um, but I did find kind of one of those small, small, uh, little, little micro 250 square feet offices um, off a roadside drive. And I ended up just snagging the lease there um, just for this one client to come by um, so and, and, and have a meeting. <laughs> so um, it, was, it, was, it was definitely an impulse, but it was something that needed to be done as well. Yeah. And as soon as I moved into the office, bro, like, my productivity shot up, and as my productivity shot up, um, my revenue started to come in more, and the referral okay. started to come in more. I was inviting people into this office, but it's probably the size of probably just the size of this office right now, um, of this of this office room right now. But okay, um, you know, it's uh, it, it definitely helped me. And then in 2015, we did 240 thousand for the year. Nice. <laughs> so it's it's all about you know. It's it's appearance definitely plays a role at the end of the day though five spot my agency um, I'm all about making sure that our clients are making money so if they're making money of course they're going to be paying you a retainer and they want to yeah. move up to the next big thing or then or ramp up to the next big uh, advertising budget or what have you and and um, what perfect and what do you guys as far you you offer SEO and websites obviously. Um, what other services do you guys offer um, and what do your retainers look like? That's that's a big question. We have some people charging as much as 20 grand for retainers, others charging 1500 So what, is, what do your guys' retainers look like on average? So our retainers are anywhere from 800 to eight grand a month. Uh, really depends okay. on the package and what they signed up for. Um, you know, five spot, we're primarily SEO. That's our bread and butter. That's what we mm -hmm. have down. Um, tried and tested throughout the years. We kind of have our own formula down to rank any local business, um, to rank any e-commerce business or anything organically. Um, but, you know, typically what we like to do, because we also do paid ads, because we also do social media, um, we do reputation management, 
Mm-hmm. We do content marketing, email marketing. Um, and then uh, we partnered up with another company called JK Dreaming based out of Ventura um, to help us with our design and print. Okay. Um, we, we don't necessarily offer our services all at heart because at the end of the day, a lot of these businesses um, originally call for like one thing, say like social media, but after doing research, after kind of determining the industry and what will work best, you know, we'll kind of throw in some some SEO or some uh, some email marketing just to kind of make sure that we're maximizing every channel on behalf of our client. Yeah, um, we want to make sure it works, obviously, but at the same time, we also don't want them to, you know, hire another company for social media, hire another company for email marketing, yeah. hire another company to do the website, uh, because then you know your entire marketing strategy just becomes a cluster, um, especially having to work with all these different vendors simultaneously. So um, if you have, if someone contacts you, do you set up a meeting and go out and do a, diagnos- a diagnosis or how, how do you approach onboarding clients? So, um, I mean, originally what we were doing was um, we were just conducting audits. I was going to there personally visiting, um, having a little meeting with a, with a little presentation of, of what we do, how we do it, why we do it, yeah. um, and then diving into their audit. Nowadays, um, we basically conduct our audits over Google Hangouts. Um, we conduct our audits over the phone. Um, and occasionally, we'll um, my my production manager Matthew, or even myself, will be doing these um, thirty minute video consultations, pre recorded, um, basically diving into all the different channels, all the different aspects, um, and then we would send it to them. And that, uh, as of lately, especially uh, just doing these videos, um, improved my closing ratio significantly. Interesting. Um, absolutely. Uh, you don't have to chase the person for following up. Um, you don't have to personally visit them. Uh, you don't have to, you know, keep hounding them over the phone just to score that appointment. Yep. Um, especially the summer, especially June, a lot of these business owners are very, very busy. Either they're um, busy with their with their summer operations or they're on vacation. Um, so any any easy way for you to get your point across and uh, you know discuss how you're going to deliver for them, how are you going to measure these results? Um, that's essentially what we convey in these videos and we send it over to them and always the responses are like, you know, oh, wow, I'm impressed. And, you know, we, we talk about super technical stuff like JSON LD markup or, uh, you know, um, local citations or, or uh, page speed analysis and stuff. And a lot of these things and we kind of have trouble putting it into layman's terms, but we throw it into the video anyway. And, you know, uh, I can't help but think sometimes these buzzwords definitely help drive up the, uh, Drive, drive, drive up the the potential customer to the closing table. Yeah. Um, but so at what, the end of the day, it's 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 all about just helping them, giving them what they need, yeah. not focusing in on the close right off the bat, and just really determining um, how and and why you can help them. And that also helps our agency qualify these clients as well. Yeah. Um, we were starting out. I mean, when I started out, we had we had clients paying three hundred, four hundred dollars a month. You know, and we were we were driving over there. We were spending a lot more time with those than the clients that were paying us thousand, two thousand dollars a month. Um, so by kind of doing these audits and by raising our prices a little bit, um, of course, depending on the industry and, and depending on what they need, um, has helped us um, has helped us close more uh, qualified clients and kind of weeded out a little bit more of those uh, small uh, small small yeah low paying clients five spot as as a means of. They're on their last limbs, or it's yeah. a, kind of a, 
last uh, uh, last resort. You know. Oh, I know yeah. exactly what you mean. Those are, those are the most difficult type of clients because they want you to perform a miracle, and if it doesn't happen in about five minutes, they're they're frustrated. Oh yeah. Um, let Let me ask you uh, in the video. So, what's kind of the hook, or at the end of the video, what's the is there a call to action at the end of your sales video? What do you do after they receive the video? So it's basically you know we run down. So it, it's split into several different. Um, several different segments. So we kind of dive into the technical aspect of SEO, the on-page, the off-page. We dive into social media, we dive into the reviews. Okay. Um, then at the very end, we kind of have a list of um, suggestions that we okay. as an agency would highly suggest that, you know, they take care of ASAP or kind of on a, uh, you know, baby steps basis. And then if they need assistance with it or if they need help, you know, we're one phone call away. Um, but at the same time, so, so we're basically giving them the information and some clients will just take the information and go, okay, I want to give it to my, you know, internal marketing uh, intern from Moorpark College or whatever and see if they can understand yeah. it. Um, and most of the time, they always end up calling us back saying, hey, we definitely need this help. What's our next step? What we need to do? Um, and then we drive into, you know, expectations and contract and, and closing them and then onboarding. And then the rest is just uh, the rest is just a. Uh, Awesome. And I skipped, I skipped this. So, and right now today, how are you doing client acquisition? Do you have someone that's handling it? Is it all still referral based mainly? How are you handling that right now? Well, we're still running off of referrals and it's been great. Um, okay. But of course, referrals aren't scalable, especially if you want to take right. this to a six, seven figure agency. Um, so we do have an acquisition strategy. We are engaged in some social media ads um, geared towards lawyers, geared towards realtors, geared towards loan officers. Um, based on previous data, um, previous work that we've done with our um, past and uh, present uh, lawyers and realtors and whatnot. Um, we also work with a, uh, a handful of different um, media buying agencies. So these are agencies okay. that, you know, purchase a radio, TV, paper advertising. Um, but now their clients, especially in 2019, now they're in heavy demand of something digital. And yeah. that's the one thing that a lot of these media buying agencies lack. So. Um, we're approaching these type gotcha. of agencies, setting up an appointment and basically having them do the selling for us um, under white label. Perfect. Um, it's passive. It's passive selling. Yeah, that's you awesome. Know, you have no overhead here, uh, hiring a salesperson, paying commissions and whatnot. You just have a, you know, set wholesale uh, monthly retainer, a fixed price, and they go out there and they sell it for however they, however much they can, and uh, love it. That's pretty much what we've been running off of, plus referrals, and it's it's been a beauty too. Okay, that's perfect. And so uh, I kind of skipped skipped around there. So that's your client acquisition style. You do basically Google chat videos where you do an analysis. You have suggestions at the end. Um, and then how do you get into price? You Obviously, the video doesn't have price in it, correct? No, the video does not have price. So it's okay. basically kind of like a, like a two-step, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, once we get their feedback on their video, um, once there is some sort of indication that they want to move forward, um, then what we'll do is we'll just submit them a kind of a one-pager breakdown of what we would be doing with the price there, um, okay. either a monthly commitment or a month-to-month. Um, or if they want to go lower, you know, we'll do six month, nine month or 12 month terms, okay. um, save them anywhere from 20 to 40%, depending on the, the size and the scope of the work, of course. Um, awesome. Then from there, automate. So our one uh, page, once they see the video, you send them a one page. This is what we'd kind of recommend. Here it is. 
Um, it's not too scary that way. And and I'm at that point, you've kind of got to know like, okay, they're, they probably have a very small budget or this person company has a bigger budget. So you kind of tailor that one page of recommendations to the client. Is that correct? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, and occasionally we do play the, uh, you know, what the average uh, cost per acquisition is, uh, what the average customer would pay depending on that industry. Yep. And that helps us tailor our price just a bit. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, SEO is a process. It requires a lot of sweat labor. It requires a lot of hard costs and, and a big team to be involved in it. Um, yeah. So we can't, we no longer are essentially dropping our pants uh, for, you know, to take a uh, just to kind of get the client to sign. Um, and what percentage would you say you guys do? Are you primarily SEO? Can you put a percentage on uh, what you're charging for SEO versus other services? Um, not necessarily, because again, we, we kind of combine everything. Gotcha. Um, but I would say 75% of our business is SEO, okay. uh, about 20% of social media and paid advertising. Um, and then the rest is just kind of uh, a little blend of everything else. Okay. And then how do you, what do you do on a monthly basis to keep clients retained? Or, or do you have long contracts? Um, do you have them in long contracts or month to month? Well, uh, really depends. Um, yeah. If they are a high paying client, typically we like to do terms. If they are somewhere that's lower, kind of like what we were talking about, those uh, those ones that imply that their business is struggling, then we'll do a month. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, you know, we just want to make sure that it works for our clients. Um, so we 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 kind of tend to price uh, SEO. Uh, based on what's already existing out there. Um, if they have the core components of SEO on their site, if they are building links, um, how well they currently rank and whatnot. Um, and then we kind of adjust our pricing based on that. But um, as far as retaining our clients, um, it's all about KPIs. It's all about making sure that you hit these milestones, that you follow up on your uh, client expectations, that you follow up on uh, the tasks that you uh, are basically supposed to be doing kind of within this 30 day time frame. And um, if anybody doesn't know, it's key performance indicator. So you, you have, you set your three uh, KPI or however many KPIs for each client and know that if we hit these KPIs, they're going to be happy with us and keep going. I think, yeah, at the end of the day, these clients, they just say, Hey, Amir, I just want my phones to ring. And it's all a matter of uh, making sure that they understand, uh, what that entails um, gotcha. and how long it's going to take and whatnot. Um, but as far okay, as keeping cool. our clients retained, I mean, we follow up. We have we have over 60 clients right now, um, four employees here. So we all make sure that we stay in touch with all of our clients, um, following up, um, emailing them or calling them whenever a major task is completed. Uh, we see something, uh, in increasing calls coming in, uh, missed calls, uh, leads. Uh, keyword rankings, any type of milestone that we've achieved, we always yeah. want to convey it to the client. Um, and just following up and kind of being very, very transparent in what you're doing is basically what keeps our clients paying. Okay. The, the the average SEO agency will retain a client for, you know, I'm sure you've discussed with some SEO agencies, but um, the agencies as a whole have a problem with retaining clients past three for six sure. months, you know, and it's because they're not setting the expectations right. And perhaps at the same time, they're not uh, executing their SEO at a much swifter pace. 
and they're kind of branching it out a little bit more conservatively to see how long the client will be paying until they say, hey, you know, uh, we're not getting anything yet. And then you kind of flip the switch and do your uh, do your maximize SEO or, or engage in pay-per-click ads uh, a little bit more. Gotcha. Um, so we make sure that we, we, we can get our clients ranked in, in a short period of time. Uh, we make sure that we can get our clients leads in a short period of time. Um, and if not, then we need to make sure that our clients are on the same page with us in terms of um, what to expect and how long it would take before they actually start to see a return on their investment. Okay. And then do you sit, you obviously send out a report every month, correct? Correct. So we do, we do weekly, uh, we do bi-weekly and we do monthly. Um, we use a software that we just signed up for. I'm kind of not a fan of it, but um, it's called Agency Analytics. It's basically yeah. a, a front-end dashboard where uh, you plug in your client's website analytics, their social media metrics, their keyword rankings, their reviews, um, kind of all into one dashboard. And we supply our clients with a username and password. So not only will they be getting these automated reports, but they can log in and check their performance at any given time. Gotcha. But they do, in addition to that, they do get a report that pushes out to them also, correct? Absolutely. Okay, got you. Um, and, okay, so do you guys do Facebook ads or do you stick primarily with Google? Uh, mostly Facebook ads. We were very okay. big into Google. Um, and we still do a little bit of pay-per-click ads, but uh, for the most part, especially... Again, goes back to the industry. Um, most of our clients benefit more from Facebook ads than they do with Google ads. Um, okay. But it, it really depends. So uh, I basically, how I determine if a client needs Google ads or Facebook ads is really determined based on, you know, the types of products or services that they offer. Mm -hmm. And we kind of categorize it into, is your product or service something that somebody will actively search or something that they will passively see? Yep. Because when they're actively searching for something, that's your plumbers, that's your bail bonds, that's somebody that needs a service or a product right in that moment. Whereas passively, you can serve them ads um, based on criteria, based on demographic, and try to gauge their interest first. Gotcha. Um, so actively, you, you probably go the Google route, and passively, you go the Facebook route. Uh, I do. Well, I do Google Google for the active route and Facebook for the passive route. Okay. If I said that backwards, that's what I meant. Oh, sorry. Perfect. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, we have client acquisition. Um, what would you say are the biggest challenges in running your agency? And if you don't think of any, I have a couple I'll throw out. Uh, the sweat labor. Um, try not to lose okay. hair. Uh, trying, to, trying, to, trying to manage the work-life balance is always very difficult, Yeah. Um, especially the older I get. Um, when it comes to closing clients, um, it really depends on, it's, it's all about what you say and it's all about your appearance and it's all about what you've identified, truly identified what could be incorrect with the client's digital strategy and what you can offer. Okay. Um, oftentimes, you know, we'll, we'll get the, uh, oh, well, you know, X agency's offering the same thing that you're offering, but for, uh, you know, 10% of what, of what you guys offered. Um, or, you know, one of these, uh, big, uh, fly by night agencies are offering something and they're based out of Bangladesh, but they can do it for a hundred dollars a month compared to a thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult, um, at that point. I mean, you, you can do what you can to basically explain, you know, there's a big difference between somebody that's just, you know, blasting tens of thousands of backlinks to your domain and those that actually work on page and off page. Um, and depending on the business, they may not really understand anything that you're talking about. They just look at the dollars. Um, 
and because of that, it's uh, you know that kind of goes into the qualifying, uh, unqualifying type of clients that uh, you kind of need to sift out. But and do you so you guys do you run ads to for client acquisition as well? You may have already said that primarily. So it's it's client okay. acquisition. Uh, we do some geofencing ads. Uh, we do um, event based ads. We do uh, retargeting. Um, but for the most part, especially for brick and mortar, um, we do just straight lead gen ads. Okay. My bad. I was I was more referring to uh, client acquisition for you guys, if that's what you were saying. Do you run ads for client acquisition for five spot? Oh yes, yes. So we'll basically run we'll run a series of an ads. Um, so say this lawyer one. This lawyer one basically says, you know, um, summer's coming up, and uh, you know you need to re-strategize your SEO strategy. We okay. put together this list of a hundred keywords that every lawyer should be ranking for or should focus their SEO for. Click here to download the report. One of those general bait type of uh, things, except we don't use ClickFunnels, we use Instapage because Instapage is a superior product. <laughs> okay, but, yeah. um, uh, we'll, uh, we'll set that up and then for those that um, clicked and downloaded the guide, we'll set up a retargeting ad to schedule an appointment, feeds into our schedule ones, which feeds into our CRM. Um, for those that viewed the ad, we'll have another retargeting ad um, with a different type of copy. Um, that's pretty much how we've been doing lead gen ads um, on behalf of the agency, but we're doing there, it at such a minimal level because we are, I mean, we're blowing up just from our natural uh, referral referrals and, and whatnot. So one question on those, those ads, do you do a survey in those ads that qualifies the leads or do you, are you just, just getting leads? Uh, we kind of just use honed in demographics when, okay, we, gotcha. when we do our targeting, um, we use existing lists. Uh, to create audiences, we'll create lookalike audiences based on those that engage off those original custom lists and so yeah. on and so forth. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking very minimal compared to what we do for our clients. Gotcha. It's just we have so much business. I, I wish we could, but we're, we're, we're slammed. Yeah, that's a great problem. Um, so what? describe your team and what they do. So um, <clears throat> I kind of handle the the day-to-day -day administrative stuff. Um, I still do a lot of the SEO engineering on behalf of our clients. Um, my production manager, Matthew, um, handles the day-to-day, -day, talks to our clients, um, does a lot of the content marketing, does a lot of link building here. Um, we have Casey Goff, who's a tremendous writer, who handles all of our copywriting, um, all of our social ad copy or Google ad copy. Um, we hired a, a lovely woman named Modique Black, who's helping us acquire, um, kind of helping us with uh, our consulting side, um, especially some niches that we are getting into, um, especially mental health. Um, doctors, veterinarian, so on and so forth. Um, and then we have our buddy Joshua Kinchella from JK Dreaming, who kind of works on a contract basis to help us out with a lot of our design and, and, and print work. Um, okay. So kind of have somebody for everything, but we all kind of do everything simultaneously at the same time. And as far as systems, that would be Matthew, correct? As far as systems, that would be Matthew, absolutely. Okay. He, awesome. he's, the, he's, the, uh, he's the heartbeat of, of the company right now. Okay. <laughs> Well, that that was a great overview of of your agency. It's been about so you said 2012. So it's been about seven years. You guys have been. Is that correct? Well, 2013 was when I started dabbling, working okay. from home, hiring the dealerships. Um, 2014 was when I really put everything into motion and incorporated myself and uh, started to get my name out there. So okay, um, love it. Yeah, it's been a. This is our sixth year in business and. It's it's growing, um, but I, I do like the you know some agencies want to go straight from zero to a hundred. Um, 
I've bootstrapped this business from the very beginning. Sure. And I'm, you know, I, I like to, uh, you know, turn us into what it is today. Um, and I like to keep it that way. You know, I, Wait, I kind of like to for a second there. I'm not sure if it recorded, but to say that one oh. more time. Where were we? <laughs> uh, uh, whatever you just last said. Oh, so basically, you know, we, uh, I forget what we were talking about. Uh, I was talking about you've been in business for about six years, oh. six or seven years. Yeah. So most agencies want to go from like straight from zero to a hundred. Um, I've seen stories of, of agency owners that started out businesses with five clients and within a year they ended up with a hundred clients. Um, of course they do have automated processes and whatnot and, and great selling yeah. skills. But at the end of the day, they also had capital investment. Um, yep. I've bootstrapped this business uh, for six years straight. I haven't had to take out a loan. Um, I've had a couple people offer to invest in my business. I'm just not that type of person um, that wants to kind of uh, that kind of wants to to, to blow up so uh, very quickly. Um, because if we try to scale a little bit too fast, that could break us. Yeah, uh, especially if you don't have the 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 resources or the cash flow. Um, so I kind of like us growing. Um, exponentially as the years progress and it's been a great six years it's been a uh, struggle in the beginning but now you know the past two three years we've kind of finally honed in on uh, a pro uh, ways to retain our clients and, and keep oh I think you're uh, yeah I, I got you now I yeah, for some reason we got a little interference there. Oh, um, okay, well that's that is a great overview of of running and, and why would you want to do that? I mean, obviously if you get to the point where you do, but you're doing really good without it. You're doing really good without raising capital. You're you know cash flow positive and and you have a nice space there. It, it's it's awesome to see what you're doing. So let's go ahead and plug so that people can find you. Um, Five Spot is in, and Amir is in, you're in Agora, correct? We are in sunny Agora Hills, California. Okay, And awesome. uh, you can learn more about us by going to fivespotdigital.com. Um, follow us on Facebook, Five Spot. Um, follow us on Instagram, Five Spot. Follow us on Twitter, Five Spot. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I really appreciate uh, you taking the time to interview me, Eric. Yeah, awesome. Super valuable. for We, we have a, a big base of people starting their own agencies and it's uh it's crazy out there so it's good to see the structure that you have on a on a re somewhat relatable level you know it's like you start interviewing these giant agency owners and it's just kind of like so far past people who are getting started offering creative services so you're definitely further along than than most but in a spot where it's relatable so thank you amir and appreciate um, much appreciated man thanks for being on absolutely Take care, guys.